we're not wrestling, and we need to understand this, against Johnny or Jane or whatever, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. So as we believe in the power of prayer, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to pull down those strongholds and change lives of those young people. And that is why we get up, not for show, not for any of that, but to see God make some changes. Welcome to another edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Glad to have you along today as we visit with a longtime friend of mine, Pastor Ralph White of the Bloomfield Full Gospel Baptist Church. He's also the founder of the God So Loved Prayer and Outreach Ministry. Ralph, it's always good to see you. Thanks. Good to be here. Hey, listen, you had your schedule right on time today, and for some reason I put down that you were going to be in the studio at 10 o'clock this morning, so I'm all ready for you to walk in. Ten came, ten, no, no, Ralph White. Uh-oh. And then so I called. I, I thought something happened, you know, because okay. usually you're on time. You're here. I tried calling your cell. I tried texting you. I didn't hear anything oh, back. Man. And I was really con- starting to get concerned. I said, what's happened? I called yeah. your church and talked to the secretary. And she said, well, let me get in touch with the first lady. Graciously, you called me back in a little while and explained, Byron, our time was at 2.30 this afternoon to record the show. Yeah, I had a doctor's appointment at 10. <laughs> so you weren't going to be there at 10. No. Well, it's it's always good to to get together and, and to talk. And how how things been going with you lately? You look real dapper today, by well, the way. I appreciate it. It's my radio clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't mention to you earlier, I had a heart attack. Christmas Eve. Wait a minute now. Yeah. I didn't realize that. You yeah. did not tell me that. Well, I guess I get so busy, I forgot to deal with those little things. Was it too much of the holiday food? What was it? What happened? No, we're just in the midst of rushing and so forth. And I have this defibrillator, and uh, it's supposed to go off, you know, if something happens. But uh, apparently... It forgot what it was supposed to do. Uh-oh. And the first one didn't do anything. The second one, I was actually out, and the Lord brought me back. The so, second one did. So you actually have a, a backup defibrillator? Is that what happens? Or mm, is well, it actually... It's supposed to hit. If something goes wrong with your heart, it's yeah. supposed to hit you like... So this is actually built in. you got one built in to you. Mm, yeah, right here. Okay. Carry it with me every day. So it didn't work... It didn't, and then it, when it when they monitored it and looked at it, it hit again. Yeah, and that's what revived me. But I was really out, and uh, fortunately, I was at home, and my wife was there, my daughter was in town, and uh, there was another gentleman there who was a Christian who had decided he'd come and uh, do some work we had done. Uh, that morning, he prayed, and the Lord told him to go there, and it was fortunate he was there. Wow. He prayed, and, I mean, the Lord was working in it, and, uh, you know, it's a testimony. We went, we were in in the hospital Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And oh, my. A couple of three days after that. Wow. And after getting, after recovering, uh, they said my chest was to have been hurting, and the way I fell, my wife said she heard my head hit the door. So it was, but I but no con- no concussion pain. or no problem with any brain or mm, any injury there. Nothing. Yeah, I've always been crazy, so it would <laughs> may have straightened me up a little bit. But uh, but uh, the Lord blessed, and uh, I'm fine. Um, I didn't know. I think maybe when I fell, I just dropped, 
and maybe twisted my knee because it swole. It's swollen even now. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this, but, uh, now, this is the other knee, or is this the knee that the, I knew you had? A, the other knee, yeah. You had to have your leg amputated, amputated up right. until your knee, I think. Was that right? Right below the knee. Right below the knee. Yeah. But this is so, the other knee, the good, the good knee, leg. Right. Okay. Yeah. The devil is busy. He'll try to stop you. But I tell him, you know, stop to me is only a yellow light. I was just thinking about, you know, the Apostle Paul, when we read the ventures and the the things that he did while he was proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, yeah. shipwrecks. He got bit by one of those very venomous snakes, deadly and poisonous. He had been beaten to the point of death more than once, I think three times. So yeah. he experienced a lot of hardships, you know. And Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulations. Tribulation. And many other afflictions of the righteous. Yes. The Lord shall deliver them out of yes. the lungs. So I walk in that deliverance. Right. And uh, it was it was it was amazing how it happened, and people look and say, "Well, how are you? I'm I'm fine. Yeah, um, you look great. Take it easy, thank you. Take it easy, and continue to do because the work I do is, I mean, pastor, and I could do that, but I believe in getting in those streets, walking, and doing those things." Kind of why we're here today. Exactly. We've got about several things to talk about. <clears throat> I want to get an update, too, on the God So Loved. As I mentioned, God So Loved prayer and outreach ministry was just something that you had a vision for. The church got behind. You guys have been doing it through promoting with billboards in the city. Matter of fact, I, I was talking to someone the other day, and your name came up, and, and that they said, oh, you know, he's the pastor with God So Loved. So you've got kind of a reputation in town that mm-hmm. that's connected with your ministry, the church's ministry, God So Loved. Right. That's something God gave me. It just I said, it was so simple. I said, well, you know, and um, I mean, everybody n- knew that scripture, and, you know, we just put it on some billboards and yard signs and people would literally i wouldn't say still if we had them in certain places find out they weren't there anymore mm-hmm. and some of these people are tearing down but we noticed we didn't see them on the ground and we'd see them in individuals yards and in their windows and and that's what we hoped would happen yeah is that we could spread the gospel with just uh uh, those words, God so loved, and you know that that's a message that has resonated, you know, uh, throughout the city, and we're, we're proud of it. But as I said, it's not something that we own; just something God allowed us to use to connect with people. Right. And I know, and sometimes because of the the crime stats, and there are victims of crime, families that get you know caught up in situations where they're victims of crime. Your church has graciously come behind these events, these tragic events sometimes, sometimes where murders are involved in families going to offer support and prayer for families in their time of grief. Right. And, uh, you know, what a way to connect with people and let them know that God does love them, even in the middle of a a tragedy such as a murder or or a horrific crime that may be happening to them or against their family. Yeah, we've seen it happen, and as you say it, I... I meet people that I don't know. They know me. Yeah. Not you. But uh, from from not just the God's love, but other things we do, humanitarian, even political and social, and all, because it all ties in together. Yes. You can't get uh, all in the mix, yeah. Uh, yeah, it all ties in together. You can't <clears throat> fix one and let something go, you know, unattended. It just gets out of kilter, and you're back where you were. We yeah. can't 
hey, we're going to see the children, we've got to see the parents, we got to, I mean, we just got to fix society, yeah. you know, and that was a, that was a concern. Uh, an old man told me, he said, you know, even in our ministry, and many times we want to be charitable and give, but, <clears throat> um, if, you know, and that's good, that's good in its place, but well, an older guy told me that there was a lot of wisdom, and he says if uh, he says if you save, uh, if you feed a sinner, all you got is a full fool. And he said we've got to change that heart. Yeah, because they'll just come, they'll come, but they never see a need for a deeper change, and that can only come by. Uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, That's transforming right. that in, individual. So charity is one thing, but um, we've got to change that heart. And really get to the heart of the issue, literally the heart of the issue. Yep. Well, you know, Pastor Ralph, I was looking on a report. This was local television station did a report back in April of 2017. But right. two years ago, I'm sure some of these stats are pretty close, talked about Memphis as the most dangerous place to live this came from the Neighborhood Scout that looks at violent crime reports obtained by the FBI from local police agencies. Of violent crimes include rape, armed robbery, aggravated assault, and murder. In this report, Memphis ranked as the 10th most dangerous city. But when they broke down the numbers even further, one local community came in as the number one of the most violent neighborhoods in the entire nation. According to the study, the area from E.H. Crump Boulevard to South 4th Street is the most violent neighborhood in the country. Individuals reportedly have one out of nine chance of becoming a victim in this area. Now, in this area in South Memphis, is this close to where, yeah, where, where your church ministry is? That's not far from where my church is. Sometimes statistics... They, they're not quite, because we, we I read that report, then we kind of went back and looked at other sources, and it wasn't quite true. I mean, some of it is, uh, is a very high crime area. In addition, you're involved on a state level with crime right. concerns with our governor's office. At least you were when Governor Haslam was yeah. the governor. I don't know what that'll yeah, be like. I'm still a part of You're the still part of that committee? Human Rights Commission, and then I'm chairman of, well, co-chairman of our Civilian Law Enforcement Review Board here. Right. So we 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 have an ongoing communication with law enforcement, et cetera, and try to keep abreast of those numbers. Okay, so that was 2017. So how would you say we fare right now here in, in 2019 in January, uh, starting I, the year off? I think we're still in a very dismal place. Somewhere we don't want to be. Yeah. And that is one of the things that uh, is moving me towards some of the things we're going to talk about today. We've done the hands around to one popular, just left a meeting this morning talking to the Baptist Ministerial Association, trying to bring churches on this time, not actually, but bring churches and pastors. We're going to do a training after this, to show them how to get into the community. And that's one of the problems. Unfortunately, pastors, and this is not a negative, but I think sometimes there's a different paradigm now. Mm -hmm. We've got to refocus on how to have church and how to be church. And I think uh, for the most part, we know how to have church, but I don't think we really know how to be church. Right. And there is a, a group of individuals out there who are waiting on us 
while we're waiting on them. Right. And uh, well, what was it? And I don't want to misquote the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., but I was thinking about a quote related to light and darkness that he made. It's not that darkness drives out the light. Light drives out the darkness because right. you go in the room, you turn the light on, so the darkness goes away. And that's in line with what we've been saying. Uh, we have let the dark influences determine our outcome when, you know, like you said, it's light that drives darkness out. Right. And Jesus said, we are the light of the world, you know. And But I say to challenge, as we're the light of the world, we are, but unfortunately, we're neon lights. Yeah. And by the time people see us and... We're gone. Well, and also oh, maybe, yeah. you know, the old song back in nursery school when we say, hide it under a bushel. No, you know, I'm going to yeah. let it shine. Let you it know? shine. Let it shine. Now, yeah. when you mentioned just now Hands Around 201 Poplar, and I want for our listeners who may be new to the area, have not right. heard that term or this event before. This is something that started how many years ago now? Oh, six, seven years ago. It's been ago. that long. Oh, wow. yeah. Because we've been talking about this each yeah. year since you started. And each year the crowd is there. Yeah. For those watching on our YouTube channel right now and also listening to the radio show as it airs, 201 Poplar is our criminal justice building. The house all the criminals have come through. Yeah, exactly. They're housed there at 201 Poplar. So the idea is to come together. February, what's the date now? Uh, It'll be the 2nd of February. My birthday is the 1st, which is Friday. You know, mine's the 21st. Okay. So that's why we get along so well. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be the 2nd of February. And we'll all gather there about at least 11.30, make sure we're there, so that we can organize, because we start start at 11. So start, you really want to be there at 10.30, then? 10.30. That's, yeah. That's, well, yes, that's okay, yeah. Yeah. So 10, 10.30 is the time you'd want to show up to get in place, and there's parking around. Yeah, they're parking uh, lots. Uh, you may have to pay. Some of them you don't have to pay on Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, we try to work that out, with, but these are individual businesses and there some of them don't have the same heart as we do but uh there's plenty of parking though and that's that's really not been a problem people come and they exactly walk. well yeah. and because it's again as you mentioned saturday it's not the work week when more traffic that's downtown yeah you come at ten thirty. you get in place around the 201 popper building the criminal justice building and basically you're asking people to do what we'll be there holding hands praying everybody can pray and usually one prays and somebody else starts it up after a while you hear an orchestra of prayer different individuals men women children just praying and we come that for that hour to do just that yeah this is a peaceful prayerful because that's the focus is prayer i've always been touched when you tell the stories of the criminals inside the, the justice building that look out the window and see people joining hands around and praying. Right. You've actually had those inmates make comments to you in the past. I've had kids come up to me and say, we were there. I was there when you were praying for us. And um, they appreciated the effort because many times it's cold and individuals say, well, you know, warmer. I said, we've got to understand, we've got to be as intent." about what we're doing as a criminal is. They don't stop robbing and mugging just because it's cold. So we as believers 
have got to be just as focused on what it is we're doing. So rain or shine, usually, God has blessed us, though, to have, for the majority of these years, good weather, sometimes a little chillier than others, but for the most part, we've had successful gatherings, children, black, white. As a matter of fact, someone from Gundy's group was there one year. They just happened to be passing by, but they were so impressed with it, they stopped and came back and, you know, yeah. just come in. Because you don't know who you're impressing. You don't yeah. know who's in that building. And we understand Paul says we're not wrestling, and we need to understand this, against Johnny or Jane or whatever, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness yes. in high places. Yeah. So as we believe in the power of prayer, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to pull down those strongholds and change lives of those young people. And that is why we get up, not for show, but not for any of that, but to see God make some changes. And I just believe he will. And we have seen that. And we've seen families come together even as far away as Arlington and the outlying areas. You don't have to live in the city of Memphis to participate in this. You're a concerned follower of Christ, wants justice in our community, that wants to serve the needs of our community. Prayer is a great way to do that. Coming together and praying with other believers in Christ is a great way to do that, too. I know in the past you've had other involvement with, I think the mayor has also come out and and had a few words with the group that's been there. We are inviting the mayor. I just saw the county mayor this morning. I invited him to come out and be a part of it. Uh, The new sheriff, the police director, all those individuals. I just got a call from uh, District Attorney Amy Warwick's office. We invite her out to be a part of it. When the community can see that we're coming together, uh, you know, with with one mind and one spirit, we can make a difference. We so, again, make. February the 2nd at 201 Poplar downtown, close to the river. Right. Find a parking spot. Get there around 1030 morning of February 2nd. The prayer begins at 11 o'clock and goes from 11 till 12. At 12, I mean, you're free to go. There's yeah. plenty of nice places. Let me encourage you to... Go have lunch, you know, at a local establishment or somewhere in town. Help give back to the community by supporting local restaurants because you'll be hungry at, at that time. Yeah, definitely. So, and too, if there are individuals who want to purchase God So Love shirts, they can do that. If they call uh, the church, we can make sure that they're available. Know, they are available, and uh, we can all be synchronized there. Right, that's uh, a good sign, though, because we have the God So Love. We also have a new shirt that's come out, and it just says, uh, Brother, hug me, don't mug me. Oh, I like and that. And so, you know, and we've got caps that go enough, E-N-U-F-F, I-Z-Z-E-N-U-F-F. So just kind of slang. Yeah, like Enough is enough. So we've got those. If, you know, individuals want to purchase those, they can call the church. And what's that church number? It's 901 948 3078. That's Bloomfield Church. Or they can call me personally at 901 481 3320. And we'd love to see everybody wearing them, but if not, they can wear their own shirts, t shirts, or whatever. 
Pastor Ralph, I want you to comment, if you would, on the article that has been written, and I know you know about this, when you were helping turn in the young man who killed the Memphis police officer, you found out where he was, you were able to negotiate his surrender. One of the things that's come out, there was reward money. Can you kind of straighten that out? Because sometimes the news doesn't give us the clear understanding of what it was, but there was a a reward for his surrender. Can you talk about that from your standpoint for a second? Yeah, they made the uh, announcement of the reward, I guess, a week or so prior to that. Uh, I hadn't seen it. But then after the incident event where we turned him in, uh, it was brought to my attention. And so we just had an attorney to go through whatever the procedures were and it was said well we didn't really we didn't have it we just and it said but it was in the paper right we've got the article here and everything and some were saying too as a pastor why would a pastor request this reward i said well i didn't request it they offered it yes and uh just because i'm a pastor shouldn't have anything to do with that as a matter of fact I spent, I've spent over the years that kind of money and more. So, you know, that that should have nothing to do with totally. uh, it. And it's more, said, and really, it's more of an investment. Knowing you, that money is yeah. going to be used to further the gospel. And I may send my wife yeah. somewhere. And yeah. my, 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 <laughs> but she, still, I mean, sure. that, that's what you offer to the citizens of the city right. if you help us. Uh, and somebody came to me and said, Reverend, how did it feel? with this murderer in your car with three of his friends and because they were just blown away, you know, that you would do this. I said, well, you know, I've known this guys for years and it, it, it was just something that I do. And for them though, to make it seem as if I was, uh, some kind of a crook or embezzler or whatever, sure. Uh, it, I said, think about this now. You're still asking individuals to call Crime Stoppers and turn in people in their neighborhood that they know. Uh, and But you're treating me like this? I mean, those people are looking at that. And, right. and they need to be very mindful. And so the attorneys have it. And well, if it comes, fine. If not. And see, that was not the only thing. The federal government, they offered $10,000. You know, they've not responded. Of course, they're shut down right now, you know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, okay, we'll give, them, we'll give them to the open up. But, you know, these kinds yeah. of things, but people who know me, they, yeah. everybody I see, black, white, young, old, have you got your money yet? Yeah. I, said, no. I mean, people know me, and they know that's that's not my character no, to do totally well, you know and yeah. uh, and and i don't even deal with it I, before we wrap up because we want to go back and let people know about hands around 201 repeat the details of how they can participate one other quick word not we have a lot of time but march on the madness we're ahead of that right now but i do want to mention coming up on march on the madness and, and what that that's kind of tied in with the ncaa what i'm doing basketball I'm tournament kind of Piggybacking on that particular thought, March Madness, we want to march on the madness, the madness that we see in our communities. And you mentioned the high crime areas. That's where we're going to go. 
on that particular day. That's the third Saturday in March. And we know we've got a lot of uh, basketball enthusiasts and all that. But um, we we want to make that sacrifice. I think that's more important to many Memphians, you know, with the prime problems that we have, yeah. that we're going to, and we're talking young, old, black, white. You don't have to be a religious group. You can just be a group who is concerned about what's happening in Memphis. Well, we can, we're going to come together. We'll be given another date where we're going to actually have a rally and training yeah. for that particular outing. And we want to give that out. Of course, we also want to just briefly mention the fishing rodeo that you oh, do yeah. each year, which is really big in our community. What are the dates for that? Do you know? That's always the second Saturday in June. June. Okay, second Saturday in June. That's close to Father's Day, I believe. Yeah. In that yeah. same month of June. That's because of the fact that there's you don't have to have fishing license so anybody can come and fish, you know. And we furnish everything, the yep. rods, the reels, the fish, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So when people talk about money, you know, we're busy getting you are money busy. To You do are busy, things, yeah. You, know. you got things happening in so many ways to make a difference for Christ's kingdom right here in the city of Memphis. And I appreciate you, dear brother. Thanks for stopping by and bringing us updated on the events coming up through your ministry. And also, specifically, the Hands Around 201 Poplar on February the 2nd, Saturday, February the 2nd. Come on down around 1030 to get in place, 11 o'clock sharp. We've got prayer time until 12 o'clock. Right. It's a peaceful time. It's a great way to bring families out, too, and to pray for our city. Hold Hands Around 201 Poplar, the Criminal Justice Building, and pray. Definitely so. Prayer does change things. Yes, and also, you gave out uh, a couple of numbers. If you're interested in any of the swag, the God So Love, the shirts, the hats, and, and the new uh, designs that you have, you can call Bloomfield at 901-948-3078, or you can call you directly. You gave your, it's your cell phone number. Right. 901-481-3320. All right. Pastor Ralph. It's always good to see you. I appreciate you so much. I really enjoy when we get in the studio together and talk about our city, our Christ, and uh, how we can make a difference as followers of Christ here. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Appreciate you always being there for me. Hey, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. We do appreciate you stopping by. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler, back just before the music trails out. Today's show is available at BotRadioNetwork.com under our Memphis page. Make sure you type your zip code. Now, this will direct you to the local page. Then when you're at our site, then look for Mid-South Viewpoint Radio Show under the weekday program schedule. You can listen to today's show and previous shows from the past. Programs are also available on iTunes and Stitcher podcast, as well as my YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening to Bot Radio Network here in Memphis.